Views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their own opinions and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was brought to you by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely, loyal listeners. It is Friday. Friday. We're going to give Friday a round of applause. We made it through the week and we made it to Friday, October the 21st, 2022. And the time is just flying by. The year is almost over. And, you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well, you guys. And it's other awareness months as well, which I don't know which ones they are offhand, but this is just Miss Rose. And thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of as the massage table turns. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back with today's topic. Did I tell you I love you for listening? We'll be right back after this brief pause for the cause. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website mindbodygreen.com and this article is titled Lonely Oh my god y'all You guys what you just heard is a blooper and the weird part of it when I started reading the phone beeped but my ear started whistling and I was like oh my god y'all and then when I played the recording back you can you can actually hear the whistle coming out of my ear and that's from blowing my nose but you know what I love you for listening and we'll be right back my lovely loyal listeners we are back and we are on the website mindbodygreen.com and this article is titled loneliness versus aloneness why the difference matters according to a psychologist author margaret paul phd and this was written on june 30th 
2020. Many people are experiencing loneliness due to this pandemic. While feeling lonely is a normal, manageable experience, what the hell? Y'all, this 517 number keeps calling my phone. I don't know why. I'm just going to decline. And block. Decline and block. Decline and block. Okay, we're going to decline and block. still recording okay (laughs) okay we're gonna start over there we got the title in okay all right now many people are experiencing loneliness due to this pandemic while feeling lonely is a normal manageable experience it's not to be confused with feeling lonely which is a sign that you may have more inner work to do loneliness versus aloneness Loneliness is the feeling you get when you want to connect with someone, such as your partner, and either there is no one to connect with or your partner is unavailable for connection. Loneliness can feel like a very hard feeling to feel, and there is a very good reason for this. When we were infants, if we cried and no one came, we could have died. So many of us subconsciously associate the feeling of loneliness with death. As children, we learn to do many things to cover over this feeling, such as disconnecting from our body where our feelings are and staying focused in our head. Thoughts are in our head and feelings are in our body judging ourselves and telling ourselves that it's our fault we are not receiving the love we need because we are not good enough, which actually makes us feel some sense of control, i.e., if only we can change ourselves and be good enough, then we can have control over getting love and avoiding pain. Using food or TV to numb the feeling or even turning to cigarettes or alcohol at a young age to numb out. Trying to get our parents or others to give us the love and attention we need with controlling behaviors such as anger, compliance, or being an overly good girl or boy. In adulthood, this can translate to similar codependent relationships or controlling behaviors with a romantic partner. The problem with all these survival strategies is that they are forms of abandoning ourselves, as well as trying to control others, which makes us feel alone and empty inside. While loneliness is about wanting to connect with someone when there is no one available to connect with, aloneness 
It's the empty or hollow feeling you get when you have abandoned yourself in any of the ways described above. It can sometimes feel like floating in space with no tether. Sitting with our loneliness. I grew as an only child with narcissistic parents who had no clue how to love me or connect with me. The loneliness I felt in my household was so intense that I had to learn ways of avoiding it. I learned to manage it by being an avid reader, drawing, painting, and doing crafts, and spending as much time as I could outside or at friends' houses. And I was never lonely at school. In fact, I had discovered so many ways of positively of positively managing my loneliness that when people asked me if I was ever lonely, I always said no. Even in my very challenging 30-year marriage with my angry and withdrawn husband, I denied being lonely until at least 20 years into the marriage. All that time I was at a, I was abandoning myself by disconnecting from my body and staying in my head so I couldn't feel my loneliness. But as a result, I often felt alone inside. Then one day, when I was out walking and doing my inner bonding process, I suddenly felt an intense burning sensation all through my torso. It scared me and I asked my higher guidance what it was. Fortunately, by this time I had learned how to have a very direct and at-will connection with my spiritual guidance. Loneliness, my guidance said. Loneliness? No wonder I've been avoiding this feeling. It hurts a lot. What am I supposed to do with this? I asked her. Hang out with it. Learn from it. It has much to teach you. So I hung out with it for a couple of months and I learned some of the most profound lessons I've ever learned. I learned that situations and people create my loneliness, but I created my own aloneness by myself. By my women. I learned that situations and people create my loneliness, but I created my own aloneness by my self-abandonment. I learned that when I felt lonely when, when with my husband or another person, it was because one or both of us had closed our heart, so one or both of us wasn't available to connect. That means that if I knew I was open and yet still felt lonely, then I also knew that the other person was closed. I learned that when someone was closed off, I could either be open to learning about why or I could lovingly disengage, which meant that I ended the interaction to take care of myself, not to punish my husband. I learned that now that I'm an adult, I can easily manage the feeling of loneliness with caring and compassion for myself and allow it to move through me. Then I could do something when my husband was unavailable for connection, like call a friend with whom I could connect.
I learned that if I abandoned myself when I felt lonely, then I felt both alone and lonely, which made me feel hopeless and despairing. But when I stayed connected in my heart with my inner soul and higher self, then I didn't feel at all alone inside, and I could then easily manage the loneliness. Now, I never felt that awful burning feeling I had when I first felt the loneliness that I had been avoiding for so many years. Now it feels like a little twinge inside, which I now know means that I'm feeling lonely with someone. I rarely feel lonely now when I'm alone, and that I can make a loving choice for myself to either inquire about what's going on or to lovingly disengage. I now greatly value my feelings of loneliness, which offers me important information regarding all my relationships. Margaret Paul, Ph.D., co-founder of Inner Bonding. Margaret Paul, Ph.D., is a best-selling author, relationship expert, and inner bonding, inner bonding facilitator. She has, counseled, she has counseled individuals, and we're not going to read any more of the bio because that's the conclusion of that article on mindbodygreen.com entitled Loneliness Versus Aloneness. Why the Difference Matters, According to a Psychologist. And that was Margaret Paul, Ph.D. And we will be right back with another exciting, ep- another exciting episode, another exciting article on As the Massage Table Terms. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website hellosundaymorning.org and this article is titled How to Be Okay with Being Alone. It was written by Hello Sunday Morning and it was written on June 11, 2017. Quote, All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone, end quote. French scientist and philosopher Blaise Pascal. Being alone doesn't mean you are lonely. Most of us are constantly surrounded by people, whether you live in an urban environment or if you're in a relationship, work at a social company, or exist in the digital world of social media. But sometimes we crave time away from everyone, or we may end up in a situation where we are involuntarily spending a lot more time on our own, whether that's because of a breakup or moving to a new city. 
it is imperative to learn how to enjoy your own company because, like it or not, you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. When you start to feel lonely, it can help to think about all the things you can do with no one else around. You can talk to yourself. You can watch a sad movie and sob your heart out. You can dance in the kitchen naked. You can be as messy and as gross as you like, and no one will be there to judge you. Get to know yourself. Psychologist and author Wayne Dyer says, You can't be lonely if you like the person you're alone with. You might find out that you like yourself a lot. If not, you'll know why. And by being alone, you give yourself the opportunity to work on it. How can you really know yourself if you have never really spent time with yourself? How can you know how you will react to something? How you would spend your day? How you would process a big decision without the influence and perspective of someone else? Do things you love doing. Go for a surf. Practice yoga. Take a long walk. Go camping alone. Swim in the ocean. Or cook a delicious meal. Traveling and exploring by yourself, for instance, is one of the best things you can do alone and can be the most rewarding for personal growth. You're put into situations where you cannot rely on anyone else and you may find yourself out of your comfort zone or experiencing things you thought you never would without anyone else's support or opinion or mood to influence your experience. Solitude is also the best time to get things done. You can be the most productive on your own with no distractions. So, if you have a project you've been wanting to start on or an ideal brewing in the back of your mind, being alone is the perfect time to work on it. Have a creative project. Creativity is often found in the mists of solitude. Ideas for creative personal projects include writing music, planting a veggie garden, building furniture, knitting or crocheting a throw or scarf, making scented candles, drawing, painting, scrapbooking. It's okay to be reflective and even sad when alone. It is often a perfect time to be alone when you're in a mood as we tend to get irritated and take out how we're feeling on others. An article on Lifehacker 
why bad moods are good for you, explains that bad moods are actually an essential part of the, of the normal range of moods we regularly experience. We should recognize they are normal and even a useful and adaptive part of being human, helping us cope with many everyday situations and challenges. Psychologists who study how our feelings and behaviors have evolved over time maintain all our affective states, such as moods and emotions, have a useful role. They alert us to states of the world we need to respond to. Reflection is vital for us to be able to learn from the past. If we don't reflect on something negative that happened, we can't know how to change it. And if we don't reflect on something great that happened, we are not as satisfied or as grateful as we probably should be. Reflection also allows you to welcome new ideas and thoughts and is critical for self-improvement. Ooh, y'all, wait a minute. I need to blow my nose. Oh, my goodness. Sorry about that, my lovely loyal listeners. Y'all don't need to be listening to that. (laughs) Okay. Take a break from social media. Social media often feeds us this world where everyone is living a perfect life, constantly having fun, going out, going out, being social, and traveling the world. It's amazing to be inspired and motivated by these beautiful photos and posts, but it can't have you comparing your life to everyone else's. You may, seri- you may suffer from serious FOMO, fear of missing out. When you see your friends constantly socializing, wait a minute. You may suffer from serious FOMO, fear of missing out, when you see your friends constantly socializing. But the reality is they need their downtime too. You can't say yes to everything and be surrounded by people 24-7 or you won't have time to reflect, adjust, and grow. Give yourself transition time. Whether you have just had a breakup and and separated from an ex, moved into a new place by yourself, moved to a new city, a new job, or you have come home from a big life-changing adventure, you need to give yourself time to adjust to a new environment and allow yourself time to to grieve the loss of a past time. Acknowledge the times you crave your own space. 
try to be more aware of the times you are getting irritated with someone or a situation. As this could be a sign you just need to be with you for a little while. Plan something to do alone, whether that is just going out for a walk or sitting in a park reading a good book. It could simply be taking a bath and locking the world out for a bit of breathing space. Acknowledging this feeling of wanting some wanting some wait a minute, acknowledging this feeling of wanting some you time is vital to be able to step back from a situation and gain some perspective. All right, you guys, and that is the end of that article on hellosundaymorning.org, how to be okay with being alone. And we'll be right back with the conclusion of today's Friday episode of As the Massage Table Turns. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. All right, for our final article today on As the Massage Table Turns, we are on the website Cigna.com. And this article is titled, How to Deal with Loneliness, Five Ways to Stop Feeling Lonely. Loneliness is not an abstract condition that affects only certain kinds of people. The truth is that feelings of loneliness can affect anyone, young, old, and in between, and at any point in life. It's not uncommon for the elderly, people going through a breakup, divorce, or death of a loved one, and young people to struggle with loneliness. A loneliness survey by Cigna indicates that Generation Z adults ages 18 to 22, in fact, are feeling lonelier than almost any other population. Loneliness can be due to so many different factors and can affect both your emotional and physical health long-term. Oh, shoot, y'all. If you want to know what to do when you feel lonely, consider these five tips. Number one, acknowledge your feelings of loneliness. A first step to overcoming loneliness is realizing how you feel and the impact it's having on your life. Try talking to a counselor or therapist. They can help you work through the factors that may be contributing to it, suggest additional steps to combat loneliness, alternative therapies, and help you build coping skills that work for you. See if your place of work has an 
Employee Assistance Program, EAP. Many employers offer an EAP. These services come at no cost to you as a benefit of your employment and provide confidential access to counselors and therapists trained to deal with all kinds of issues, including helping you overcome loneliness. Talk to friends and family. Let them know you're struggling with loneliness. If you've suffered the loss of a relationship, a loved one, lost a job, moved to a new place, are facing other issues that that have isolated you, let them know how they might be able to help you feel less lonely. Number two, know when to engage or disengage from the online world. The online world can be a double-edged sword, especially when it comes to loneliness and social isolation. Log on or log off, which is healthier? It all depends. The online world offers non-threatening and convenient ways to connect with others that can help if you're trying to overcome loneliness. Things like multiplayer gaming, chat and message sites, even online dating sites can offer ways to interact and engage with others that's satisfying for some people. There are also online apps designed to help you deal with issues like loneliness and social isolation. What about social media? Is it good for you when you're dealing with loneliness? For some people, the online world may contribute to even greater feelings of loneliness and isolation. Social media, for example, can portray people who seem to be living exciting, happy-go-lucky lives with hundreds of good friends at their side. Reality is that this is generally not reality. Social media can make some people feel inadequate, left out, and feeling lonely. Bottom line, if being online seems more isolating than connected, it may be a sign you need to log off. Number three, find a volunteer opportunity as a way to feel less lonely. Volunteer opportunities are plentiful. Contributing your time and energy, working alongside others for a good cause, can effectively help you in fighting loneliness. Volunteer activities are shown to ease stress, reduce feelings of depression, can help you make friends and connect with others, and overall, make you a happier person. A sense of happiness, fulfillment, and connection to others is yet another way to stop feeling lonely. 
Try one of these ideas if volunteering appeals to you. Visit seniors in a nursing home. Volunteer at a children's hospital. Read to kids at school. Work in a soup kitchen. Volunteer in an animal shelter. Become a Meals on Wheels volunteer. Whenever possible, look to your local neighborhood or community for volunteer activities. This way, you can make friends and forge social ties with others in close proximity to you. Chances are good that you'll run into them in the grocery store, at your church or synagogue, at the coffee shop or local restaurant, providing additional opportunities for social interaction and helping you to feel less lonely. Number four, join a group or club to overcome loneliness with in-person connections. Depending on where you live, you may have access to various types of groups and club activities, often founded on common interests and hobbies. You can find many of these types of groups online or through community resources. Meetup is an online platform through which you can find a group or create your own based on a particular interest. Groups meet in person locally. There are meetup groups for all types of interests, including food, travel, lifestyle, entertainment, sports, recreation, culture, and much more. Meetup groups are available throughout the country and can give you things to do when you feel lonely. It's a great way to make friends and get together with like-minded people on a regular basis. Number five, practice self-care. Besides working to connect with others, don't overlook the potential power of exercise, healthy food, proper sleep, sunshine, and even meditation for fighting loneliness. Exercise has been shown to trigger endorphins in the brain. These are called the happy hormones due to their power to elevate mood and make you simply feel better. Sunshine can do the same thing as exercise. It also triggers good hormones, including endorphins and serotonin, which have a number of positive downstream benefits. Just make sure you follow safety guidelines when getting out in the sunshine. A healthy diet can affect your brain health too. A daily diet of sugar, preservatives, and highly processed food can have negative impacts on your physical and emotional health. Focus on eating whole foods for a while and see if this can help in your strategy to overcome loneliness. Sleep quality is closely tied to emotional health. Loss of sleep or poor sleep habits can aggravate feelings of loneliness and isolation and vice versa. If you're fighting loneliness, 
Try practicing better sleep habits. Limit sugar and caffeine before bed. Turn off digital devices for some for some relaxation time and make sure your bedroom is quiet and dark. Loneliness affects millions of people. There are many things you can do when trying to overcome it. The key is realizing how you feel and finding the best strategy for you. And we want to thank Signet.com for their article, How to Deal with Loneliness, Five Ways to Stop Feeling Lonely. And that, you guys, is the conclusion of today's episode. Today's Friday episode of As the Massage Tip Returns. Now, as you guys know, we're coming up rapidly on season three. So beginning on Monday's episode of As the Massage Tip Returns, we're going to record every day up until the 31st because I also wanted to be season three, episode 200. Yay! Wait, let me give myself a round of applause. Where is my sound machine? Oh, I can't find the sound machine. Let me give myself a round of applause. I have been recording this podcast now going on three years, you guys. So my podcast recording, even though I've missed some times, I've still been doing it for three years. And it still lasted longer than my marriage. (laughs) Anyway, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you off of your square. Because you are the only you in the planet. (gasps) Wait, you guys, hold on. I found my machine. That one is for you guys, for your lovely, loyal listenership. But you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you out of your square because you are the only you in the entire universe. And no one is doing a better job of being you than you. Until the next episode of Ask Massage Table Turns, please support my sister podcast, Just Miss Rose. And I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.